Thank you for tuning in to the WAM Podcast, where women empower women in business and manufacturing. Hey, good morning and welcome to the Women and Manufacturing Podcast. My name is Fran Burnell. I'm the president of Accelerated Manufacturing Brokers, Inc., company that specializes in lower middle market mergers and acquisitions nationally. And I'm your host for today's show. So today we welcome to the show Devin Winter. Devin is the vice president and COO of FW Winter Inc. and Company, the industry-leading supplier of metals and alloys in powder form for automotive, welding, and the aerospace industries. Devin started as a sales and marketing associate associate with the company. In 2016, she became the director of operations, successfully implementing Lean, you go girl, and ISO 9001-2015 certification, no small task. In 2020, she became the chief operating officer overseeing the management of the company globally, representing the company in Russia, China, Europe, Asia, and Africa. Devin, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. FW Winter is a metal powder manufacturer located in Camden, New Jersey. That's where our headquarters are, but we have reps in Canada and Mexico for the South American market. We predominantly serve automotive, oil and gas, aerospace, as well as some very niche medical devices. Our powders are made out of the metals from the ferroalloys family. These metals go into steel, paints, various thermal sprays. They're used for strengthening, rust resistance, preventative maintenance kind of tasks like that, as well as some metal parts for automotive and oil and gas. Mm -hmm. There's a very diverse industries that your company serves. Yes, very diverse. I would say we are 70% domestic here in the U.S., 30% international in terms of exports. We are very strong in the welding. Welding uses a lot of our powders for cord wire, flux wire, these kind of things that go into welding is in many, many things, as you know, not just automotive, oil and gas, aerospace, but welding on bridges, you know, train rails. There are many uses for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully you'll get increased sales with the new infrastructure bill that was passed if, if they actually begin to work more on the bridges and so forth. Yes, that, that is the hope and the plan, as long as the supply chain continues to hopefully improve. Yeah. Let's talk about supply chain a little bit. So these powders that you sell throughout the United States and throughout the world, where do they primarily come from? Right. So our powders are manufactured here at our headquarters in Camden, New Jersey. We have 18 mills and we mill down the metal from a lump size around two inches to various mesh sizes, depending on the specification of our customer. But the actual raw material is sourced from all over the world, predominantly for our company, Russia, China, and Southeast Asia, because the U.S. does not produce these raw materials ourselves. Yeah, that's interesting. So you're having to source your raw material from overseas. So I imagine with supply chain issues, that's created some interesting dynamics for you to navigate around. Certainly, yes. It's definitely imposed longer lead times, additional costs, 
as well as uncertainty in terms of when we will get the material. But FW Winter has always been very strategic in our buying practices. We've never operated on this just-in-time delivery, which I think a lot of manufacturers in the U.S. have. And we've always tried to get very far ahead, 14, 16 weeks ahead of um, schedule with our buying practices. It's so funny how that changes over time. Sometimes just-in-time is so in vogue. And sometimes, and I think we're living in one of those times now with global supply chain issues, people are, smart companies are more concerned about keeping their customers up, running, and you have to think far in advance. It just cannot be just in time. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think that it's it's become even more complicated, right? Because you're before you're predominantly worrying about your supply chain to your end customer. But now you have to worry also about your customers, their own supply chain, because just because I provide a part, it doesn't mean that my customer has all the parts on from their other suppliers to get their product out the door. So then it slows down their buying practices for me. Sure. I want to stay on the international aspect of this for a minute and just ask you, it's almost like you have a double whammy. You're getting your raw material sourced from overseas, but you're also having to compete with other countries who have this raw material. Talk about that a little bit, the international competition where, you know, these other countries don't necessarily have the labor costs that you do. How do you navigate this? Sure. It's definitely something that's been coming up more and more, not just because of COVID and the current issues and conflicts going on around the world, but yes, the labor issues have certainly posed a problem in terms of our costs as well as proximity to the raw material supply. So we have competition in Europe. They're a little bit closer to some of the raw material suppliers as well as India and Asia. And so I think it really comes down to quality. And at FW Winter, we're all about quality and transparency. We're ISO certified, not all of our competition is. And so this is something that we really value and put a lot of emphasis on. Yeah. Speaking about competition, you really, my understanding is you have only one in the United States. Is that correct? We do only have about, yes, one that's in theory a full metal powder company. Yes. So it's a very niche business. And in terms of the metals market, we are pretty small, although we are the largest end user of aluminothermic chrome uh, in the U.S. at this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Talk a little bit about your second generation in this company. Talk a little bit about as you took over and helped the company navigate lean and ISO certification. Sure. Yeah. So we began down the road of becoming ISO certified, which is not no small task. In 2017, I actually applied for some manufacturing grants through the state of New Jersey, as we are, are a small business. And we were able to implement a program with our employees to streamline our quality management system, much of what we are already doing, but this just made it more official, right? You know, we really found it's so important to take the personality out of the process, especially I think most manufacturing companies are finding nowadays as there's a shortage in labor and skilled labor that you really need to have your process written down and all the quality specifications at your fingertips so that someone who may be a little bit less seasoned in the in the company or in the in this particular business can step into the position. We've really found it as a training tool has been very valuable. 
Yeah. Having documented procedures, it's not just important for new and less skilled workers coming into the process, but day-to-day operations, somebody goes on vacation, people need to be cross-trained or be able to easily find information and instructions about what to do so that the company is not hamstringed by somebody being out incredibly important. Has ISO certification, in your opinion, helped your company get more business? I think that it's cut down. So we are a 21 person team. We're a middle market business. So naturally everyone wears a lot of hats. I think that ISO has really cut down on our paperwork for our customers, as well as I think it's really ensued just a trust, you know, the brand of ISO certification goes a long way. And I think that So yes, I I think it's helped us maintain and grow our business. Wonderful. How has instituting lean helped? Talk about that. I think, you know, with both of these things, I often see it's the younger generation coming in or, you know, second gen or sometimes third gen coming into a manufacturing company taking over that institutes some of these practices where sometimes the older generation goes, ah, we don't need to do that. Speak into that a little bit and and what led you down this path? Right. I think with lean manufacturing, I'm a big proponent of just efficiency. I don't really want anyone struggling throughout their day of having to do additional tasks that are unnecessary. And I think with the layout of our plan, this has helped with, you know, a smaller staff. We have 18 mills, but they're they're automated. So a lot of um, our operators are manning them and they're able to walk away. They're not standing there all day. This has enabled them to be more efficient as well as get more work done with, I think, less energy output, really. And I think that at the end, I I think everyone really appreciates it. Yeah, yeah. What's been the hardest thing transitioning into, you know, the company management transitioning into second gen? What was the hardest thing about this? Yeah, I think it's really learning the ins and outs of the business It's fairly complicated. You know, we do a lot in chemistry, sizing, each customer has their own specifications. So there's a lot of detail that goes into running the business as well as the overall relationships. It's it's very international. So learning how to do business abroad, as well as in the US, it's been a really big learning curve. And to be quite frank, there's not as many women in the industry. So I think as many young women and, and I think young people in terms of the metal metals industry that I am in, in my small corner of it. So that was definitely a learning curve of finding mentors and and figuring out who to ask the questions to and what the questions were. That was definitely a learning curve for me. That's a great segue into my next question for you. You're on the board of directors of the Women in Manufacturing Association. As you talk about the need for mentors, was involvement in that organization a help to you? Certainly, yes. I joined Women in Manufacturing in 2019, and then I joined the board of directors in 2021. And I think that it's been priceless to to see other women, what they're doing from small manufacturing companies to large global corporations seeing how they handle themselves, what they're, what they're looking for, what their career trajectory is, and, you know, just a sense of camaraderie around manufacturing, because at the end of the day, we're all passionate about manufacturing. It's not necessarily about gender, but we want to be in this industry and we want to see it thrive and grow, especially here in the U.S. Why do you think there aren't more women in the industry and what can we do to change that? 
You know, I think that there probably aren't more women in the industry because I don't know how well talked about the industry is. You know, when you're when you're growing up, someone asks you, what do you want to be? You want to be a doctor, scientist. I don't I don't think that everyone knows that there's so many ways in which you can be a scientist in manufacturing or in marketing and manufacturing, HR, logistics. I think that manufacturing can be so many different things because everything you pretty much use in your day to day is manufactured. So it's really just look at almost your favorite thing and wonder, well, how is this made? Or where do these parts come from? Or where does this metal come from? What mines What part of the world? It's so multifaceted. And that's why I'm passionate about it. Yeah. It, you know, it's interesting. People sometimes say that we don't really need a strong manufacturing base in the United States and nothing could be further from the truth. I often say to people, okay, get through your day without manufactured products. Right. You can't. You can't. You definitely cannot. Yeah. And I think what people don't realize is that there's just as much artistry as there is science in manufacturing. And there is a lot of room for creativity. And I think that's what manufacturing is asking for right now. You know, we need creative bodies to come in and see ways in which we can streamline practices not just from a logistical standpoint, but just the way in which we make things. And I think that there's a lot of room for innovation. Wonderful. So what would you say to a young woman who perhaps is a little bit apprehensive about exploring a career in the manufacturing sectors? Sure. I would say that manufacturing is the best kept secret. You know, there's so many opportunities. I've been very fortunate to travel all over the world. And that's something that I'm passionate about and meet so many different people. And I think that if you really want to be able to expand your horizons and expand your horizons quickly, I think manufacturing has a very fast track trajectory, more so than your standard corporate culture. And I think that you're really able to, depending on the company, of course, but I think you're really able to create your own pathway of what you want your career to be. And there's so many ways to dabble in manufacturing that are not just, you know, sitting in an office or, you know, or just, just on the shop floor. There's, there's many creative facets of and rewarding ways to be, to be involved. And I think that, well, shop floor is honestly the most important, but there are also other, lots and lots of other positions as well. Yeah. So I want to ask you, I often will ask an interviewee whether or not the company is hiring because people that are listening to this may be interested in working for a quality company. Right. We are hiring for pretty much all all positions right now in terms of sales and operations in, in the plant. So wonderful. Okay, great. So you've navigated, you've done, you know, two giant projects, instituting lean and getting the company ISO certified. What's next for you? FW Winter was founded in 1983 by my father. So we'll be 40 years old next year. That being said, we're a very established powder company, but I really want to grow. I really want to do more in the manufacturing space. And I really hope to expand our manufacturing arm, not just in powders, but into other manufacturing companies. So we're looking to actually acquire and grow in that way. Ah, well, you and I will have to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So we're starting to run out of time. Tell our listening audience if they want to learn more about the company, your products, or inquire about employment, how best should they reach out? 
Sure. I think it's best to reach out through our website, which is fwwinter.com. Our information, our email, and there's a little info box that you can fill out with your questions. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us. I really appreciate your time. I think you're a fabulous representative for your company. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Hey, so if you're a woman in manufacturing or you're in an industry servicing the manufacturing community and you'd like to be on the show, reach out to me. You can reach out on LinkedIn, Francis Brunel, or just call my office, 908-387-1000. I would also like to encourage our listeners to visit whampodcast.com, where you can view all of our shows and other shows brought to you by the Jacket Media Company. Thanks for watching, everyone, and have a great day. Thank you for joining the Wham! Podcast, where women empower other women in business and manufacturing. For more shows like this, go to whampodcast.com. That's whampodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.